Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another bonus episode of Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. Sorry I'm late on this one. A week from today, Idaho has the deadline for its limited entry, what they call controlled hunt, drawings for deer, elk, and antelope. And uh, that's June 5th. Friday, June 5th is the deadline. Don't miss it. And uh, we're going to talk real quickly about how Idaho works and why I think you should be considering it for your hunting plans. Uh, Before I do that, I want to thank Go Hunt for having all of these draw and application videos uh, be prepared and presented. They're the ones who help us with all this. And uh, if you use promo code Randy out at Go Hunt and sign up for the Insider, they're going to give you $50 of credit to spend in their store. And you're going to be in the drawing if you do this before June 30th. You're going to be in the drawing for a Wyoming commissioner's tag. So anyhow, Idaho, lots to talk about. Because, well, let me restate that. There's less to talk about than some states, but there's more to talk about than some states. Idaho requires an upfront license for those of us who are non-residents. That upfront license is about $165, and by the time you add the transaction fee online and all that, it's a little over $170. And that's non-refundable. That's like, this is the price to get in the game. Now, instantly people say, well, I'm not paying that just to apply. So I I want you to be thinking about Idaho as your number one fallback option for over-the-counter elk and over-the-counter deer. And the reason being is if you've already invested that in the fact that they have so many over-the-counter hunts for non-residents, it's when you pencil it all out, at least this year, it's a really good value. Now, next year, in 2021, they're going to be cranking up the non-resident fees. So, I don't know what that will do to non-resident applications next year, but my guess is it's not going to do it any favors. Uh, So, uh, I'm going to start talking at the beginning here about what it is for an adult. And uh, just know that there's some really good options here for youth hunters and youth hunters I think are up to age it's uh, in Idaho it's age 10 to 17 so uh, but you buy your upfront license once you do that and you, you as much as I hate paying the transaction fees you're pretty much stuck doing it online uh, it just the way it is so if you're gonna apply for elk or deer or antelope that means you haven't applied in the earlier drawings for moose, goat, or sheep. So I applied for moose in the earlier drawing, and that means I can't apply for the controlled hunts for elk, deer, and antelope. So I'm going to have to let my crew apply for those because I already burned my my opportunity earlier. And No, I didn't draw, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I bounce back and forth. I usually do moose two or three years in a row, and then I jump into the elk, deer, antelope draw a year later and then I go back to moose I I don't know what it is I I cannot uh, (laughs) in some years I'll have 30 or 40 percent odds in the moose draw and I've been doing it now for 20 some years and I've never drawn it (laughs) sometimes you just got to be lucky Uh, and I haven't been in Idaho but 
so the Idaho has no point system. So that, that's one of the distinguishing characteristics of Idaho compared to many of its neighbors. Uh, Idaho and New Mexico are really the two western states without a point system that if you're new to the game, you're not penalized for the fact that you haven't been in it for a long time. So we can carve away uh, the whole discussion about point systems. And that's why I said there's a lot not to talk about in Idaho because we've just carved away the entire thing about point systems. So let's talk about how the draw works. You can apply for all three, elk, deer, and antelope. For each of them, they have their own separate draw. And as a non-resident, we go in the pool and we compete with that pool of tags alongside the residents. But we're capped at 10%. So as quick as that 10% cap for non-residents is met, there are no, you're, if you haven't been included in that part of the draw for that hunt code, your draw odds go to zero because they boot all the non-residents out after meeting the 10% cap. So you got to look at that. Non-residents have a slightly different application priority as far as what units they apply for than the residents. So be looking at, don't just look at the general odds of, okay, there were a hundred tags and a thousand applicants. Look at how that mix between resident and non-resident is there because if you apply in a unit that maybe has less appeal to non-residents, the likelihood of getting booted out at the 10% cap is less. If you decide, well, I'm going to jump in this unit, whatever it is, along with all of these other non-residents, the odds of you hitting that 10% cap early is a lot higher and you've effectively diminished your draw odds more than you probably thought. So just think about that from a strategy standpoint. Uh, Idaho will let you apply for a second choice. It doesn't matter because they on the controlled hunts, they look at all the first choice applicants and then they go to the second choices. Well, for us non-residents, all of our 10% is going to be snatched up in that first choice. So focus on your first choice. That's, that's really where you're going to draw a tag if you're going to draw one in the controlled hunt. I, I get people who say, oh yeah, I put in these two choices and I'm thinking to myself, well, <laughs> your odds in that second choice are zero because it's a super high demand tag. So don't even bother with that. Um, unlike the moose, goat, and sheep, you don't have to front all of the money. Um, I think that it's a $15 application fee for each controlled hunt that you apply for. Uh, it's, it's just under 15, but by the time they add your transaction fee for your credit card, it's a little over $15. So let's think about this. You want to go elk hunting in Idaho, right? And, and that's what I'm doing this year. I'm going to Idaho archery over the counter. Uh, if I hadn't done the moose, what I would have done is I would have applied for one of these controlled hunts. So let's say you're coming from Oregon and you love hunting Idaho and every year you buy your over-the-counter elk tag. Well, you may as well throw your hat in the, <laughs> your name in the hat for a controlled hunt because you've already bought the non-resident license or you're going to buy the non-resident license and you're going to buy the elk permit. 
So why not throw your name in the hat for one of these really high demand outcomes? Odds are you'll probably, <laughs> you'll be glad you did if you're the lucky person who drew. And uh, do the same for deer, do the same for antelope. Yeah, I mean, get your money's worth. That, that's really the point I'm making is we're investing limited resources, right? No one has an unlimited budget for hunting applications. When you do allocate it, get as much out of it as you can. And Idaho gives you that opportunity by having these controlled hunts, especially the fact that their controlled hunts are the last state. This is the latest deadline of any of them. So you can kind of look at your calendar and say, man, I've struck out everywhere else. I'm going to throw my name in the hat here in Idaho and we'll see how it goes. Um, with youth hunts, uh, there's what's called a junior mentored hunting license. And I think after the transaction fee and everything, it's like $37, something like that. Uh, and what that is, is a, a non-resident youth can go and hunt with a licensed hunter for that very, very low price. Um, the junior mentored elk tag is with the transaction fee, 41 or $42. You as an adult, your elk tags with your transaction fee is going to be 420 some dollars. Um, so it's still a chunk of money. You add the $170 license and, uh, I don't know, $425, uh, elk tag. Um, it's somewhere just, it's right around 600 bucks for that, that license plus that elk tag. And if you don't draw on the controlled hunt and you're going to use Idaho as your fallback option, make sure you buy that license before the August 1st deadline. I think it's August 1st. And here's where that deadline is important. Idaho has a rule that any unsold non-resident elk and deer tags that exist. It's in early August. I'm using August 1st. It might be August 4th or something like that. Anyhow, whatever date that is, after that date passes, residents can come and snatch up those remaining non-resident tags, but they have to buy it at the non-resident price. So last year, there were a lot of elk tags in late July and people are like, oh, I'll buy one. Uh, you know, I'll get around to it before I go. Well, the day that non-residents were allowed to buy a second elk tag or a second deer tag at the non-resident price, whoom, they were gone. And then you had a lot of non-residents standing there saying, what the heck happened? Well, that's what happened. So don't wait too long if Idaho is your plan. Because you might be holding an empty sack if you wait too long and it works like it did last year. Um, you, with the deadline being June 5th, usually we find out sometime uh, like the between the 20th and 28th of June. They, they turn it around pretty quick. And that's, that's helpful because here's another thing you need to know. In Idaho... They don't mail you a permit or a tag. So if you draw a controlled hunt, deer, elk, or antelope tag, they don't mail it to you. You have to go online and claim it and pay for it. And if you don't do that by August 1st, your permit that you've waited maybe years to draw ends up going in 
the second chance or the leftover draw. Yeah, <laughs> happens every year. Some non-residents, even some residents probably, they, they draw a controlled hunt and they're waiting and it doesn't get mailed, doesn't get mailed pretty soon. They're busy and they forget about it. Come August 1st, Idaho Game and Fish says, well, you didn't claim this. Boom, we're throwing it into this second draw. And uh, <laughs> too bad for you. So the, the second draw is in, I think the deadline on that is August 15th. Yeah, it's late in the year and most of us have our calendars dialed in. But there's always still a few tags there that are available. Um, if you're thinking of bringing a kid to Idaho for hunting, uh, they got to be 10. Uh, they got to have Hunter Ed. Um, Hunter Orange isn't required in Idaho. Uh, oh, primitive weapons. This is one that a lot of people stumble on in Idaho. Idaho probably has the most restrictive archery requirements of any of the western states. I'm I'm 100% certain there's no lighted knocks and there's no mechanical broadheads. And there might be some other things that don't come to mind right away. And if you're a muzzleloader hunter, there are significant restrictions on what type of muzzleloader, what type of uh, projectile, what type of powders, stuff like that. You, Idaho is trying to keep these hunts in the true vein of being primitive. So don't, don't apply for one of those controlled hunts, draw it, and show up here thinking that, oh, I'm going to use the same setup I used back home. Maybe it'll work, but as, as restrictive as Idaho is on technology, there's a really good chance that you might be disappointed when you get here. So that's kind of how the draw of this works. I, I mean, it's really basic, and it's the same for elk as it is for deer as it is for antelope. Uh, if you're going to come and hunt, anyhow, you know, once the controlled draw results are out in late June, and you say, well, I'm coming there deer or elk hunting, whatever. Um, make sure and get that tag before non-residents can start buying those second tags. Yeah, or, or that residents can start buying those non-resident tags. Um, it, it, <laughs> I know some people are like, you mean a resident can have two buck tags? Mm, yep, he can. Or two bull tags? Mm, yep, he can. Um, so... The fees up front are a little bit expensive. I think I think that transaction fee I keep referring to, if I remember right, I think it's 3%. And then there's also like a $3, 3% plus $3 or $3.50, uh, something like that. Um, so the draw odds, uh, if there is one state where the draw odds are really simple to understand, it's Idaho because they don't have a point system. But where the strategy and analysis comes in is breaking that out between resident and non-resident. Like I said earlier, if you can find a unit that doesn't have a lot of non-resident applicants, the likelihood of getting booted early because of meeting the 10% cap is less. And that means your odds are closer to what the resident odds would be. And... Uh, that's that's part of why we do all this, right? All this research, go hunt, everything else is we want to have the best possible odds we can. Uh, in Idaho, if you go, you got to have an archery permit. Uh, I think that's an extra twenty bucks, something like that. Uh, and oh, if you do go to Idaho, 
elk hunting or deer hunting or whatever, um, pick up a wolf tag. You, you <laughs> there are a lot more wolves in Idaho than there are in my home state of Montana. And a lot of people end up taking a wolf when they're out there elk hunting or deer hunting. So make sure you have a wolf tag in your pocket. Um, and let's see. If you want to, you can pick up a deer tag while you're there also. You can you can get a lot of hunting in in Idaho. Uh, pretty much all of the antelope are controlled hunt draws. I think there's a couple over-the-counter archery antelope hunts, but most of what you're going to want to go on hunt if you're traveling as a non-resident, you're probably going to pick that up in the, the controlled hunt. So even if you're not successful in any of the controlled hunts, there's a lot of over-the-counter tags for deer and elk in Idaho. And those are, those can be some really, really good hunts. Um, and I know some of you Idaho folks, when we do our Elk Talk Live stuff on Wednesday nights, every time I bring up Idaho, the Idaho residents are like, nothing to see here, move along, no elk in Idaho, wolves ate them all, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which is usually code word for, it's really good hunting and we don't want anyone to know about it. <laughs> Uh, the other beautiful part about Idaho is how much public land they have. Uh, I think other than Nevada, if I remember right, the percentage of public land in the U.S., Idaho is second uh, after, well, third after Nevada and Alaska. Uh, but still, it's you aren't going to run into that many no trespassing signs in, in Idaho. There's lots of BLM, lots of Forest Service. In their state, hunting rules are, are very open. Their state land hunting rules, um, very accommodating to hunters. So I guess that I, I said I wanted to keep this under 20 minutes. I have. Uh, that's the brief overview of Idaho. Don't forget the deadline on June 5th. Go buy your license. Get your application in for the controlled hunts. If you don't draw a controlled hunt, go there and hunt over the counter. And maybe I'll see you out there in the woods. And uh, don't forget, if you are interested in the Insider from Go Hunt, go use promo code Randy. Get your name in the hat for that uh, Wyoming Commissioner's tag. Yeah, we're giving that away the first week of July. I say we, really, Go Hunt's giving it away. Uh, and it's for anyone who's used promo code Randy from July 1 of 2019 to June 30, 2020. And uh, those of you who know what a Wyoming Commissioner's tag is, uh, you want that, right? No doubt, because you can get any elk, deer, or antelope hunt code, and you can pick it and convert that commissioner's tag to a tag for that hunt code. And I think there's a couple elk hunts around Jackson that are exempt, but they're not hunt. They're mostly on private land. They're not hunts that you'd want anyhow. So the hunts that you would want are all available if you're the lucky person who gets that commissioner's tag. So anyhow, uh, hope you're all doing well. Um, sorry I'm late on this one. It's just been a busy, crazy time with all the COVID and everything else going on here. And, uh, just decided I better go to the office, sit down, block out some time and make sure that I get this Idaho podcast recorded and loaded up. So be healthy, stay safe, and make sure you apply in Idaho before June 5th. Thanks for being here.